Welcome to Documentary First, an inside look at a first-time filmmaker's journey. I am your host, Josh Lindsay from the Movie Proposal Podcast. And with us is our first-time filmmaker, Christian Taylor. Hello, Josh. Thanks so much for doing this today. Hello, Christian. And with us, as always, is our trusty, dusty research extraordinaire, Apple-wearing watch guy, getting fit, Jason Rugg. Hey there. <laughs> Uh, of the three of us on here, um, I do not own an Apple Watch. We were just uh, talking I, about this pre-podcast. <laughs> Jason just got one for Christmas, and uh, I am starting to try to, now that I have my back surgery, I can start walking and exercising. And so we decided to enter into a fitness app competition between the two of us. And, oh, well, Josh, you'll just oh, have well. But here's the thing. I, I own... <laughs> Our family are, is an iPhone family. We have a Mac. We have I have an iPad. Uh, I I'm all about Apple, except I just can't get on board with the watch. And so I'm interested in hearing Jason. And how long have you had yours, Christian? Well, I've had an Apple Watch since the first generation. Oh, wow. Oh. I don't even know what iteration we're on. And the funny thing was, I never wore a watch. <laughs> I hate stuff on my arms. So I've never worn bracelets. I've never worn a watch. So it kind of took me a while to get used to it. And um, shoot, I love it. Yeah, I. Well, for me, I'd always thought like the iPhone was kind of the last real innovation that Apple had done. And then it kind of just stagnated. But I have to say this, the Apple Watch, the way that it it gamifies your fitness is a big thing is that it, it makes it so that you're like, Oh, it's been an hour. I need to stand up and, you know, just move around for like a minute, you know, it's little things like that. And it, it has a, a breathing app that just reminds you every, you know, I don't know, four times a day, Hey, take a minute to just focus on your breathing and just little things like that, that are really intuitive and really nice to have. Um, but the big thing for me is um besides the fitness is it just makes it a lot easier to just like oh what was that buzz yeah okay, yeah it was my just phone all the time i you know yeah and I, if i'm with people i can just glance down and if it's nothing i need to worry about i don't have to pick up my phone i love that and like yeah. you said it's uh, for me where i am trying to get my health back it reminds you to stand so yeah. i can sit at my desk constantly we're doing an apple commercial they need to be smart. i was gonna say i was gonna say this is time for a break today's podcast is brought to you by the apple watch i i want to say i want to have a public service announcement for apple watch wears everywhere um because just like when i'm talking to someone let's say after church or um, just standing in the office or wherever, and I'm talking to them, you know, I'm not going to take my phone while I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, and then, okay, all right, uh-huh, keep going, you know. Um, but people do that with their watches all the time. They're like, uh-huh, uh-huh, and they're like, watch, uh-huh, uh-huh, like, <laughs> Which okay, traditionally look. means like, hey, speed it up. I, I only have a certain amount of time. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, except for mm -hmm. I don't do that. I've disciplined myself. Now, and it's almost a problem because they have a haptic that like verb, you know, like whatever you call vibrates. So I don't want to do that and make people feel like, so I don't bring my hand up to look at it. So I'll only glance at it if my hands are like here and I can kind of look at it indiscriminately. So what that's. <laughs> No, what, no, 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 we see you. We see you do that. Yeah. 
Well, anyway, what it's done for me is when I'm walking around or talking to people, I then ignore that haptic. Hmm. So you can get to a place where you ignore the prompt and then it's not so useful. So there's got to be a fine line in between the two. I don't know. I don't know, but anyway, but you're this right. We've not been... an, uh, this is not a commercial <laughs> for Apple or Apple watches. So let's get but this party started. <laughs> it's a good tie into what we're talking about today, which is, you know, looking back, you know, having appreciation for this year and then looking forward, uh, what you're excited about anticipation, you know, and I know with the Apple watch, it's what uh, you guys are part of what you're using it for is for fitness goals. And so that's something to look forward to. Um, but this is a podcast about making uh, a, a film for the first time. And so there have been a lot of first time things in 2020 for you, Christian. So let's actually, I, I, because you are the first time filmmaker, I'm going to save you for last. Uh, Jason, looking back at 2020, you know, what, what do you appreciate about this year? And it can be related to the, the film or this podcast or, or beyond. Yeah, so I, I think I, I kind of focused more on, on personal stuff um, when we were we we got a little prompt before this, so I, I got a little bit of time to think about it, and I mostly thought about just things that have impacted me really personally. And I, I think the big thing this year did for me was made me really appreciate what I have and who's around me and what's important. And like I, I don't talk about it a lot, but like a big thing that I confronted this year was my struggle with being a workaholic <laughs> that is a thing that i have struggled with ever since i became an adult and started working and so i really confronted that this year and was like no i have to put hard limits on you know i'm not going to work more than you know 12 hours a day <laughs> that's just not healthy um and so i really appreciate that i've actually gotten to that place with myself where i can i can actually i identify issues and work through them and that's something that I wasn't able to do before, but I was really able to do this year because there wasn't really anything else to do. <laughs> okay. So that is so mature of you, Jason. How old are you? <laughs> I'm 25. <laughs> that's well beyond your years. I think that's why you fit in with us so well. You, uh, that That's even a challenge to me. I've been challenged by my husband on my work-life balance stuff, particularly when you have this big project. It's like a new business you're launching and uh, I think I'm going to adopt that for this year. Uh, I'm inspired by that in you as a 25-year-old. And I think that's something I need to work on. So thanks for that. Well, good. <laughs> I, I wish I had that problem of workaholicism. I, I'm the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm the leisureholic, I guess. I don't know, like just... Well, I, see, that I, traditionally has been my problem is either I'm completely lazy or I'm working like 24 seven like that. I have uh, no middle. And so that was what this year was really about was like finding that middle. And mm. so, yeah, I, 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 I identify with you as well, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I, I'd like to share just looking back, you know, in regards to this film, you know, I said this to you, Christian, before that people will say things like I'm going to go do such and such. Like I've, and, you know, from a previous career, I've known several people who wanted to get into voiceover work. Like, I'm going to become a voiceover actor. And you're like, okay, good for you. And you encourage them. And you're thinking that's never going to happen. And Christian, you were one of those people. And it's not because I thought like, well, Christian can't do it. It's just like people just say stuff all the time. And 
statistically speaking, most people don't follow through. And it's not, again, it's not about a Christian thing. It's just uh, people just say stuff and then they don't do it. But Christian did it. She became a voiceover actress and successful. Okay. And like, you're like, wow, that's, you you broke the mold. Not because I didn't think Christian could do it again. It's because human beings just- no, I get it. Print, yeah. Right. And then Christian says, I'm going to make a movie. You're like, oh, that's good. Pat her on the back. Go make a movie. Right. You know, <laughs> and then she makes, she legitimately makes a movie that people are excited about. And in 2020, it's in film festivals and it's winning awards. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. And I know you can get, you know, distracted, like, well, there weren't live audiences and, and COVID this and, and money problems that, and we get rejected here and da, da, da. I was like, okay, when you sweep that all away and then you see what's standing, you're like, you were in film festivals, you got awards, you know, like people gave you money that you didn't even know who they were. People were saying how the the film affected them. You're like, holy cow, you know, like that's awesome. So I, I, I am thankful for the progress that you continue to make in this uh, because I've never taken it on, but I've been around films and man, it is, hard 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 but uh so cool when someone does it and so that's what i'm that's what i think of when i think of 2020 thank you thank you there's got to be more is there anything else personally or work-wise for you well uh 2020 was my second best year ever in the history of my business so i'm thinking that that. is a huge thing uh josh yeah you work in primerica and a lot of people start that and then they fall out and, you know, they don't really complete that. I mean, I'm sure that's a frustration in your own job, but uh, I've watched you guys win trips and win this and win that. And now to say that's your second biggest year ever during a pandemic, uh, that's been inspiring to me. Honestly, I remember when you first, when Big Idea kind of shut down and you and Angie were both working there and you were like, what are we going to do? And you were going to try this thing. I remember thinking, oh, there's no way that's going to last. <laughs> and how many years of, how many years ago was that? 19, 19, 19 and a half. years wow. ago. And you have three children, a family, a beautiful home, a couple of cars. Like you have a normal, you know, life that you're able to maintain doing something. I didn't think you could. So right back. I, at I think, that, I think I surprised a lot of people. <laughs> Well, it's just because it wasn't your thing. Like you love movies. You, you know, I, you wanted to make films. Like I really think that you're gifted at that and you're gifted at storytelling. And so I was like, oh, there's no way he's going to do this financial thing. (laughs) Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised I'm in this industry uh, as well, but there, there's a lot of similarities and overlap and um, and, and as much as I love film, my family is my priority and providing for them. And so this has been a great way to do that uh, ultimately. So, um, so yeah, so thank you. No, it's been a, a good year in that regard. That's a blessing. Well, but Christian. Yeah. Your turn. Uh, yeah. Well, there's just so many. I mean, I wanted you guys to, to talk about, talk a little bit first, but uh, as I was sitting down to think about what to talk about this podcast and, you know, we've been in this holiday break and uh, we have been pushing so hard 
um, all year. And you are right. It is hard for me to step back and take inventory of the blessings. And so I really wanted to do that today because um, you filmmakers that are listening are going to run into that same challenge, which is looking at all the hurdles ahead of you and trying to figure out how to pay the bills or how to get this or that problem solved or how to get this new piece of equipment or how to bring somebody on or just all the, the things that are standing in your way. Um, it is super important mentally and emotionally to stop and take stock of what you've accomplished. And I remember I've said this many times on this podcast, you know, that was what Ken Burns said to me in the beginning, get up and do something, take the next step in front of you and, um, you know, just keep moving forward. But I do think that you need to step back and look at the progress you've made. So, um, one of the things that I'm incredibly appreciative of are our donors. And I was thinking about them today. There's a long list of donors. Uh, there are some that have repeatedly given. Um, you know, I would say we have about 15 repeat donors over the course of two years. And um, those people, Janie Miller, Nora Whalen, you know, Bob Miller as well, Cindy Boyd. Um, and, you know, there's a whole host of other people that have given $50 here, $10 there. Um, they have kept us afloat. And without them, nothing would have happened. I mean, it takes money to make a movie. We're at the $400,000 mark, I think, roughly, that we've had to spend so far. We're not done yet. Um, and like I said in the past, I have um, people that have done work to complete the film uh, that still, I have about $20,000, I think, left to pay them, um, you know, kind of which brings me to the next thing, which made me started thinking about the crew. And I think about the two of you. I have loved doing this podcast with you. You guys have taught me things. It's been uh, fun to be with you at least once a week for an hour. And um, I just, I've learned from you and I enjoy your company, but you've donated that. You know, it almost makes me choked up to think about it. You've donated it just because you believe in me and what we're doing. And, you know, I would say for filmmakers, it's critical to have friends like that who not, don't just say, I believe in you or I believe in what you're doing, but I'm going to support you in some way. And you guys have done that, not just in being on the podcast either. Jason's done some editing for the actual film. Josh has been there for fundraising events. His wife, Angie, you know, helps work on my books and things like that. So uh, we've all known each other for many, many years. And um, I would just say, those kind of friendships and people to support you are what you need to kind of keep going. So agreed. Fr friendships are important. Absolutely. Yeah. And then um, I think about on our podcast crew, there are some unsung heroes that I really would like to give a shout out to right now. And top of the list is Jason Hoban or Hoban. I always get his name wrong. Anyway, sorry, Jason. Jason Hoban. Um, Jason is, he's, he's incredible. I met him 
several years ago, the Chicago Recording Company, CRC in downtown Chicago, he was just an engineer. We hit it off. He's a former, he's a military veteran, Uh, used to be in the Air Force, and now he's a sound engineer, and he's sort of been building his career from the bottom. And we hit it off, and it was right around the time that I was doing this film. And so we would do voiceover classes. I would do a beginning voiceover class for Edge Studio in New York. He was my engineer. And when this project came along, I said, hey, do you want to jump on board? And he said, yes. And then he did all of the uh, actual pre-production sound work in on location as well as post. He then did went with us to Normandy and he did all of the uh principal photography location sound, which usually is like, you know, a ton of people. He did it by himself. And then he came home and he did all the post-production sound for the film for over the course of two years by himself. Sometimes he had editors, but uh, assistant editors, but for the most part, he did it by himself. And then he has been doing the sound for this podcast now for as long as we've been going. And on February 3rd, we'll be at the 100th episode. And so Jason's been doing that uh, as a volunteer. And not only does he do the audio for the audio podcast, but that he then puts it to the video. So that goes on YouTube. And so I'm incredibly uh, thankful to Jason. Uh, The part of the podcast stuff has all been volunteer. And um, he is one of the bills that is sitting on my desk. I'm going to be honest with you. And I feel terrible about it. And um, Jason, I promise I'm going to get you some money as soon as I can, even if it's a little bit, I'm going to make a payment. Uh, so I want to thank Jason. And then David Needham was our webmaster who volunteered for quite a long time. He's had to step back a little bit and he sort of got the podcast up and running. And so I want to thank David Needham. And then, um, Jonathan Liu, he's a volunteer now, a current volunteer who is, uh, helping us get our podcast distributed. And I want to say thank you, Jonathan. You really mean a lot to me and your work is incredibly appreciate appreciated. He does other things. Uh, we have an animatic coming out that Jonathan has done. I'm so proud of it. I can't wait till we release it. Uh, but he's been a really important member of our team. And then we've had some really great guests on this year. If you guys think back, uh, we had David Patterson, who has been instrumental. We've had Hunter several times. We had Trevor Schmidt, who was our IP lawyer, John Scanlon, who was our entertainment lawyer. We've had Elise Jaffe from Big Teeth, who was a first-time female filmmaker on our podcast. Uh, And we had Mark McLean recently. So if you guys have not listened to those episodes, go back and look. We've done some pretty incredible things, and I just want to – I'm very thankful for our guests. And then – we have a core film team. I do not want to forget them. So, of course, Jason Hoban, it. sorry, Jason, Jason Hoban, uh, he, um, he's not alone. He did all the sound, but Jeff Kurtnacker, of course, you know, he's been a special guest. He did all the uh, musical score. And then Bill Ebel, he uh, editing, writing, Uh, helping me direct and produce. He's just been an incredible uh, creative partner. So I'm shouting out to all of those people. Yes, they've been around from the beginning. However, we finished a film this year. So June 6, 2021, our film was done. So I'm super appreciative of that. Um, And then I'm thankful for our social media team and all of the volunteers. Um, 
you know, I just, I don't know where I'd be without them. And I look back, like you said, Josh, and I can remember thinking when I first felt like called to do this film, I remember thinking, well, how hard can it be? And then on the other side of my head, I'm like, this is ludicrous. What am I doing? I can't do this. <laughs> um, and so to be in film festivals during a pandemic and you think about it, so many were canceled and so many people didn't, they weren't held in person. We've had, I think, 11 that we, we or 12, 13. So I don't know. I can't even, I lost count. But we've been to Boston and we opened the Boston Film Festival and we won Best Documentary and Best Editing. I mean, what? And then, you know, just so many other things along the way. Chagrin, we were in person. And <laughs> Um, you know, we went to Utah just when I stop and think about that and none of it's got COVID during all that travel. So I'm super thankful for that. All the people that we met along the way and the distribution offers. So we've had three distribution offers and that we have weighed and one has risen to the top and, um, I'm super excited about that offer. To um, announce the distribution deal is, is that what you're well, going to say? It, no, it has to be, it has to be, you know, we have to close the deal, but, <laughs> but, but I think we're closer. Um, <laughs> so more about that later. Uh, but I want to say one interesting thing. I'm thankful for the mistakes and the difficulties and the troubles and the times where we didn't have the financial needs that we needed. Honestly, those difficulties have made us better and stronger. And I'm thankful for them. Um, there is a stoic thought that is basically, you know, don't just endure the difficulties, but learn to love them. And that's kind of where I am. I'm really coming to grips with loving the difficulties. And so I'm thankful for those over the course of the last year in 2020. And I'm thankful for the pandemic in a weird way, because not only have I found the silver lining of being with my family um, and having my boys here, um, I too, Jason, have learned to appreciate the important things in life, my family and uh, the gifts that I do have and my health and stuff like that. So, so yeah, that's where I am appreciation-wise. All right. So that's 2020. Going forward, 2021, what are you anticipating? I'll go first, then Jason, you can go, and then Christian. Um, in terms of the Girl of War Freedom, I am anticipating a distribution deal being announced. That'll be exciting. Yes. <laughs> um, <clears throat> mostly because I just want to, I want to see this in action. What, what does that look like? Yeah. Uh, how will it play out? And uh, you and me both. What good things. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that, that'll be exciting. I'm, I'm anticipating that. Um, I don't know. I, I, I just like this time of year. Um you know, I, you know, obviously I love Christmas and I love reflecting on the year past, you know, and, you know, go forward. You know, I, I get, I order one of these books once a quarter and, you know, it's just a way to He's schedule holding and journal. And, book. Is that a blank notebook? No, no, no. It, it's, it's, it's got pages you can fill in, you know, in terms of like scheduling, um, 
meetings day and- out in your week. Um, but it's all, but it's very goal setting driven. Uh, and so I, you know, I take this time of year, you know, when I'm done here, I'm leaving to go to a coffee shop and I'm, I'll be planning 2021, um, some more I've already started. Um, but I, I like that sort of thing. So I, I just like the possibilities of, you know, what can happen in a new year and, um, so shake off the old run towards the new kind of thing. Yeah. That's awesome. Good inspiration. I think I may need to get one of those books. I haven't thought about planning my whole year out or thinking about what that would be. Oh my goodness. Do you finish? Do you finish? Like by the time December comes, have you still kept that book? Well, this is one a quarter. Oh, you do it one a quarter. Yeah. I mean, you can do it however you want. Uh, I just do. In fact, this is a good time for a break. This uh, podcast is brought to us today by the Michael Hyatt Full Focus Planner. (laughs) Um, Get some sponsors if we're going to start, you know. That's right. I'm a fan uh, just because of the way it's written. Um, I like the pages. I just like like carrying this around. I like drawing and doodling and uh, writing out and things like that. So it's, it's been very helpful. Uh, what was your question? Um, <laughs> we, we need that in the show notes. My question was, um, you know, when you do you have you've established this habit, but this is a habit that you start in the new year. Does that continue through the year? Oh, yeah. Like I, I teach a whole in my work life. I, I teach a little seminar called Intentional Living. And this was given to me by another guy in my business who was given to him by his pastor. And it is a it is a rhythm of daily, weekly, monthly, annual uh, review and planning. So, you know, once a year, my wife and I get together and we, re- we review the last year and then we plan the new year. And, and once a month, Angie and I, my wife, get together to look at the month, like what's the calendar, what are the finances, what are, you know, what expenses we're going to have, you know, uh, things with the kids. And then me personally, you know, on Sundays or Saturdays, I'll, I'll plan my week. And then daily in the morning when I get up, I, you know, you do certain things like devotions and so forth. But one of them is review my day. And I, and th- this book is with me for all those things. And so it's, but it, it is a rhythm, a habit you have to get into of reviewing what, what happened, what worked, what didn't work, what you learn, what success is, and then planning. And uh, I, I, it's been uh, extremely helpful both in work life and in marriage and family and finances and all those things. So, yeah, well, you know, I'm super glad you shared that because I, I've been trying to figure out how to wrangle that in my own life. So uh, I will look into that. That's really inspiring. I think also filmmakers that are listening can take some inspiration from that because I think it's pretty applicable to production. Like, that's exactly what you need to do in a good production work life is think that same way too. Producers could use certainly tools like that. Thanks for sharing that. All right, Jason, you're up. What are you anticipating and looking forward to in 2021? Yeah. I, uh, 2021 is it. I don't know. 2020 wasn't what I thought it was going to (laughs) be. Obviously I don't think any of us wound up there. So I'm, I'm being cautiously optimistic. Um, We've built uh, my creative partner, Sean, and I have built some incredible um, relationships and um, we've built some projects that we're excited to take in next year and see 
what we can do with them. Um, we're, we already have some meetings planned for um, next year and some uh, direction for uh, getting our teaser out to people, getting some scripts out to people, and potentially getting stuff sent to agents and managers who uh, we've already actually had some of our stuff sent to some agents and managers who said, no, I don't want to touch this. You get these guys out of here. Uh, <laughs> so it's just, it's been, it's been an interesting, like being on the cusp of getting to that point where you have representation as a writer, as a creative. And that's, that's a big step. That's, that's the, you take that step and that, that gets you a lot closer to actually being able to get staffed or actually get put on projects. And so we're, we're excited. We're uh, tired. <laughs> We've put in a lot of work and, and we were hoping we would get more out of this year, but you know, 2020 kind of, I think threw everyone for a loop. And so I'm excited for what next year holds because um, it's going to be an interesting ride no matter what happens. I think. Yeah, for sure. For <laughs> so, sure. Yeah. That's what I'm anticipating. Awesome. Well, I wish you the best with all of that. That's super exciting. And I'm really happy for you. And uh, you. yeah, when you can talk about things, you know, publicly, I'd love to hear more. You can share. Oh, that. yeah. Yeah, I would love to. Christian, what yes. are you anticipating in 2021? Um, well, like Jason, I am anticipating 2021. <laughs> and putting 2020 in the rearview mirror, as I know everyone in our listening audience is. Um, I am not looking forward to it because I think all of a sudden this COVID virus is going to go away and everything's going to change. I honestly think that may take two years or three for thing for us to go back to some semblance of the life we had before. But I do think that some of the lessons that we've learned in 2020 um, will do us well in 2021. And I think we have a better idea now of, of sort of how to go forward and deal with the challenges of this virus or uh, the way production is changing. Um, there's just so many ways that our industry is changing. I'm interested to see how that's going to play out, how that's going to play out in terms of film festivals, how it's going to play out in terms of um, awards and the Oscars and the Emmys and all of that, not only for 2021, but for 2022. Because are they, they've given a lot of waivers for the Oscars in 2021. You can show online and still be, you know, up for an Oscar. Well, are they going to extend that to 2022? Because they said they were going to only do it, you know, for the 2021 awards. So we'll see. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, and that kind of, you know, goes to my second thing of learning new things. I am really looking forward to all the new things that this year is going to bring. I do know in the short run, like the first four months, five months, we are going to have more film festivals. So we do have two coming up in January and one on February 1st. And that's, I'm super excited for those. Uh, the Chandler Film Festival in Chandler, Arizona is January 21st through 25th. And then the Flathead Lake International um, Cinema Fest is January 29 and 30. And then they have an encore online event, I think. And then, uh, so that's maybe in February. So that's going to be great. And then we have uh, the Lake Michigan Film Festival, which is actually in East Lansing, Michigan. And that's coming up February 1st. So I'm, I'm super excited to see what that's going to bring. Uh, new friends, new opportunities, stuff like that. Um, 
And if this distribution deal happens the way I hope it does, we will be releasing The Girl Who Wore Freedom uh, around D-Day for 2021. So that's incredibly exciting. I don't know what that means. This distribution company still has to, you know, if this all goes forward, they still have to make deals to figure out where that will be. So it's a lot of new things that I've never experienced before. So I'm hopeful and looking forward to that. Um, And then I am curious to see what's going to happen with my next thing, whatever that is. And Josh, when I was listening to you talk about how Christian says she's going to do this and then she does it, um, well, I think by the time that I present to you what I think my next thing is, you're going to be like, oh, Christian, that's crazy. What are you thinking about? (laughs) You can't do that. And you might be right. Uh, It is a little bit over my head, but Hunter and I and a new team that we're putting together are trying to figure out, like we've been talking about on the past few podcasts, how to fund the next films or miniseries or whatever that I want to make. And so that's whatever that new thing's going to be. I'm interested to see how that all uh, gets put together. And then I'm anticipating some surprises there's going to be so many things that happen this year that I can't even plan for. And uh, I believe that God is a good God and that he loves to surprise his children, just like every father does. And I think that there are going to be some fun surprises in 2021. So I'm looking forward to those. Awesome. Yeah. Well, as of this recording, we are, what, a day and a half away from ending 2020 and starting a new year. And so, um, so as you're listening to this, I'm sure it'll be, this will be 2021. So yeah, people hear this, it'll be, you know, in the first week of 2021 will have just concluded. So next. So everything that we just talked about will have already happened and, you know, we'll be <laughs> having to make new plans for the rest of the year. Yes. But now everyone will want an Apple watch. And so that'll be their new goal is to and get a an new Apple watch. And- who makes your book? Oh, Michael Hyatt. Yes. So now everyone will also want a Michael Hyatt book, I suppose. That's right. If you're cool. Um, <laughs> so well, Christian. Yes. Is there anything? Uh, no. Okay. So I was listening to it is now 2021. You can still make tax deductible donations. Yeah. Uh, so just because 2020 is gone doesn't change that. So you can still make donations. Those are needed. Where can they do that, Christian? Yep. It is thegirlwhowarefreedom.com slash donate. Our fiscal sponsor is uh, IFA Chicago, Illinois Film Alliance Chicago. When you go to donate, um, we're not using PayPal to take donations. We're using GiveButter. GiveButter is a new portal where you can uh, make donations through uh, a debit card, a credit card, or maybe even use PayPal. It is tax deductible. You will get a receipt. It does go to IFA Chicago. They take 5% for operating costs and then pass the rest on to us. We then take that money and we uh, pay towards overhead 
which is about $1,000 a month, and then any expenses that come in, and then we make payments to the bills that are on our desk for our creatives. So like I said, I would love to be able to cut, uh, make a payment on these bills for our colorist, our sound guy, our lawyer, um, our guy that's working on our nonprofit. I would really love to do that. So if you feel so moved to make a donation, um, even though it is by the time you hear this, it will be 2021. Um, that would be the way to do it. And you can purchase things in our shop. And most of the profit there goes to us for those purposes. And we are continuing to churn out new content, like I said. So we've got new little videos that we're putting up on YouTube and on social media. So follow us on those places. Awesome. Anything else we need to cover before we say goodbye? All I'd like to do is tell filmmakers, I want to give you permission to relax. So during this week between Christmas and New Year's, one thing I've learned is that your creative self begins to create once it rests. And so if you're constantly pushing with the business of things and solving the problems and trying to figure stuff out and worried about things, that is going to crowd out your creative um, brain, a part of your brain. And that's true whether you're a producer, because a producer does most of those business things. But sometimes if you rest in the, you know, you get creative thoughts about how to solve a problem or schedule something. Um, and that's true for any of the other obviously creative things, editing, uh, directing, writing, you need to rest. And I would say, you know, put a Sabbath rest in for yourself once a week, doesn't matter what day it is, but just really try not to work. And then um, try to scale back your work hours and don't think that you can't uh, because you've got to get something done. Um, sometimes not resting makes, you know, it makes, it delays the progress that you would make. So my words of wisdom. Awesome. Good words to end by. So uh, we appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you for listening to Documentary First where we believe everyone has a story to tell and you can be the one to tell it. Yes, you can. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Documentary First. We really appreciate your partnership with us. We can't do any of this without you. So thank you so much for listening, for donating, and for following along on our journey. If you are able to make a donation this week, we would really appreciate it. We are supported by donors who give us $100 or less, so anything helps. Also, if you're able to share the news about the girl who wore freedom with your friends and family, please do that on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or email. And sign up for our newsletter at thegirlwhowarefreedom.com. Please go to thegirlwhowarefreedom.com slash donate to make a donation today.